Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and welcome to Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, a podcast where each week I discuss practical, simple, and scientifically backed ways to help you take back control of your mental health, help others, and ultimately live your happiest life. In today's episode, I am interviewing Dr. Josh Axe, a certified doctor of natural medicine, doctor of chiropractic, and clinical nutritionist with a passion to help people with their health. Dr. Axe is also an expert on the keto diet, essential oils, and so much more. In 2008, he started a functional medicine center in Nashville, which grew to become one of the most renowned clinics in the world. He has also been a resource for many professional athletes. In 2009, he began working with the Wellness Advisory Council and professional swim teams. He worked with professional swimmers, providing nutritional advice, and performing musculoskeletal work on the athletes to increase their performance. He also traveled to the 2012 Games in London to work with USA athletes. Dr. Josh Axe has authored several celebrated and best-selling books. Millions of people have read his books and gone through his programs. Dr. Axe has been a regular guest expert on the Dr. Oz Show, covering such topics as the gut microbiome, weight loss, digestive health, and herbal medicine. Dr. Josh Axe has taught corporate wellness programs for companies such as Nissan, Whole Foods, Mercy Ministries, Lifeway, and has been featured as a keynote speaker at conferences all over the country. So, in today's episode, we are going to discuss what keto is, how it can improve mental and brain health, and how to do keto correctly. We are also going to discuss how to use essential oils to improve mood and cognitive function, and how to heal from leaky gut syndrome. Dr. X and I also share practical health and wellness tips you can easily incorporate into your day-to-day life. Just before we start, I want to thank everyone again who has left a review, subscribed to this podcast, and shared it on social media and with friends and family. Not only does your feedback help me improve each episode, but I love seeing what you guys are learning and what key takeaways you have. It's so encouraging and exciting. One more note before we begin, this interview was done via Skype, so the audio quality may be a little scratchy in some areas. Dr. Josh X, what a pleasure having you join me today. I am so excited to have you on my podcast. Hey, Dr. Caroline, thanks for having me. Well, we met each other eight years ago, we did some conferences together and you've just done so much amazing stuff over the last years. Do you mind? I know we've just done quite a big intro to you, but do you mind just 
telling my listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do and why you do what you do? Yeah, sure. So I, uh, you know, I got into the natural health field because my family was always sick growing up. I have a mom who was diagnosed with cancer when I was really young, even though our family seemed pretty healthy. She uh, was diagnosed with cancer at 40. And so she went through all the traditional medical treatments, including chemotherapy and got really sick. And my mom was eventually diagnosed as being cancer free. But I remember as a kid thinking, wow, my mom just got so sick going through these treatments. And she ended up being diagnosed with other problems afterwards, hypothyroidism, chronic fatigue syndrome, leaky gut. She also got put on antidepressant and anti-anxiety medications. So Caroline, one of my memories of my mom growing up is she was always so sick and tired all the time. And that's when as a kid, I remember thinking there's got to be a better way. There's got to be a way that she can get healthy. And so that really started my pursuit into natural medicine and starting to research, how do I help my mom get healthy? And then that really spilled into how do I help my patients get healthy in the future? And I'll, uh, I didn't mean to go this long into it, but just to say like my mom was diagnosed with cancer a second time. After that second time, we decided to take care of her all naturally. She started juicing vegetables every single day. She started doing ancient herbs and superfoods like reishi mushroom and turmeric using essential oils like frankincense and myrrh. And then she also, we had to start doing visualization. She started visualizing herself running around playing with her grandkids in the future and bringing them to Disney World and overcoming fear and worry by actually quoting Bible verses. And so she did this natural program and we redid a CT scan. And after four months, the tumor's in trunk in half, nine months later, complete remission. And so today my mom's 67 years old. She's in the best shape of her life. She runs, she water skis at, you know, in her late 60s. And I, I share that all, all to say is that that's really what drove me to become a doctor. It's what caused me to start searching out natural medicine and seeing the transformation in my own mom's life was really powerful. So for me, you know, my big mission is to teach people how to use food as medicine. And because of that, I started a website called DrAxe.com, which today is one of the most visited natural health websites. I also started a nutrition company with one of my close friends and your close friend, Jordan Rubin. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, Ancient Nutrition provides the world's healthiest supplements and superfoods, everything from turmeric to bone broth to collagen, lots of stuff. And yeah, so, you know, that's really teaching people how to use food as medicine is, you know, a big, uh, a big part of my passion. Oh, I love that story. I remember you telling that at one of the conferences and just to hear the follow up on your mom that she twice diagnosed with cancer, totally healed and now water skiing. I mean, how amazing is that? And all the components you brought in, the natural approach and the mind stuff, it's just, it's fantastic. What a great way to actually launch into helping people. So that's, that's a really great story. So yes, and Jordan's our good friend. And, and I'm so pleased that you are doing what you're doing with him, because I know that you're providing really good quality stuff for people, good quality food grade, organic, real stuff, because there's so much stuff out there that's terribly confusing. And for the average person in the street, isn't it, Josh, with all the what supplements do you take? How do you approach this whole natural eating, healing thing? What are some of the first steps that you would actually guide people through. Yeah, well, the first thing I'll say, and Dr. Caroline, this is why I am such a big fan of yours and why I refer people to a couple of your books I love so much on, on a regular basis. But it really gets down to we are body, mind, and spirit. We, we are body and spirit. And so with that, we got to take care of our whole body. So I, I want to also emphasize, I teach people how to use food as medicine, but I also teach people just the powerful medicine that having the right mindset has on our body and spiritual health and emotional health. So that being said, mm -hmm. you know, what I really teach people again is having 
holistic health and it starts with emotional health and then it moves to diet. And so I'll talk about diet here first Mm -hmm. from a dietary standpoint, you know, we want to consume foods that are real, you know, foods that aren't processed. And so I really have people focus number one on plants, lots of vegetables and some fruits. And then along with that, some wild organic meat, high in collagen, high in omega-3 fatty acids, things like bone broth, wild-caught salmon, and then lots of herbs and spices. When people use the term medicine throughout history, whether it was biblical medicine, Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, when people said medicine, medicine was typically seen as an herb or spice. So doing something like astragalus or turmeric or ginger Those were known as medicine. So that being said, what I really teach people to do is number one, eat real food, eat healing foods. And really, there's no one perfect diet for everybody. But in general, everybody should be eating whole real foods. And then number two, supplements. Here's the thing to remember about them. Supplements are for supplementing an already healthy diet. Mm. So sometimes, you know, somebody's thinking, hey, I'm going to go out and eat, you know, Burger King and McDonald's and then hey, and then I'm going to take this multivitamin and that's going to fix everything. It's really not the case. So again, supplements are for supplementing holes in your diet. And I'll give you an example. Today, not a lot of people drink bone broth, which is kind of an essential thing we should be getting. So if a supplement then, if you're not getting bone broth in your diet, then you should look at taking a bone broth protein supplement or a collagen supplement. Similar thing with vitamin D. If you live up north and you're not in Florida or California and you're not exposing your skin to sun that's missing in your diet. So you should be supplementing with this thing that's missing. So that's vitamin D. And I think the biggest supplements people are probably missing, Dr. Caroline, is, you know, I would say bone broth and collagen Mm. are number one. Probiotics. Probiotics are a really Mm. big one a lot of people aren't Mm. getting enough of. Along with that, I would probably say something like, you know, general things like a lot of herbs and spices we need more of. And then I think things like multivitamins and greens powder, sort of covering your basis with some of those is good. But I think those are some of the most important things to consider when it comes to diet. Oh, I love that. I love what you said. I wrote a book called Think and Eat Yourself Smart, where I work focused on the importance of eating basically pretty much what you've been saying. But I came from a mind perspective and you said something that just reminded me of a phrase that I quote throughout that book, which is there's one rule for eating and it's eat real food mindfully. And, you know, that's really what you've just described is to really go into this whole thing with your mind. Don't just dive in and take anything. It's got to be real and necessary and essential for your total holistic well-being, spirit, soul and body. Okay, you're an expert on the keto diet. And as you and I know, this is like the thing at the moment. Our family has actually been doing it for about five months and we are absolutely loving it. But there's a lot that can be done incorrectly with a keto diet. And I'd love you, Josh, to dive in and tell us your take on the keto diet. Yeah, so with the keto diet, I wrote my book, Keto Diet, because I saw so many people doing the keto diet the wrong way. In fact, you'll probably not be all that surprised by this, but I was on Mm -hmm. Pinterest and I saw a recipe posted for the ultimate keto diet recipe. And I thought, wow, this is going to be good. It turns out here was the recipe. It was take conventional shredded cheese, fry it in butter, fry bacon and put it in the middle and then fry another shell of cheese in butter and put it on top and you have a keto quesadilla. So pretty much their idea of the perfect meal was conventional cheese, butter and bacon. And and that really is part of what caused me to say, you know what, I need to write a book on this topic. Mm. And the other thing is my mom, when I mentioned the diet that helped get her well, is she was on kind of a semi-keto diet. The only carbs she was consuming were from berries, beets and carrots. I mean, outside Mm. of that, 
it was all lots of healthy fat, it was healthy protein, and lots of vitamins and minerals. So that being said, I think when people do the keto diet, the right way to do it is with lots of real foods, especially lots of vegetables, herbs, and spices. And so I'll say this too, the keto diet isn't for everybody. It's specifically for people who need to support their brain and neurological system, their metabolism, and certain hormonal systems like balancing insulin, which in fact also affects you know progesterone and and mm-hmm. uh, and estrogen and testosterone. So that being said, you know waking up in the morning doing a keto collagen smoothie. It's a cup of coconut milk, some collagen, and maybe some almond butter. You know, for lunch, doing a big bowl of soup that's very keto friendly. And maybe for dinner, it's a grass fed burger and a lettuce wrap topped with avocado, lots of vegetables, maybe cooked up in ghee or coconut oil. And for dessert, dark chocolate, you know, so really. Mm, That sounds really good. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's a healthy, delicious diet. It's going to get somebody in that state of ketosis. I think the thing to remember for most people with keto is that. The keto diet was modeled, well, was actually created by researchers at John Hopkins University, and they were taking care of children who were having epileptic seizures. Mm-hmm. And what they found mm-hmm. is when the children were fasting, which is removing food, that the seizures went away. So they said, we need to create a diet that mimics fasting. And they tried some different things. They found the keto diet mimicked fasting. The seizures went away. And so the keto diet was born. And again, it's been around before that, but labeled how it is today, that's when it was sort of rediscovered to be used as a form of you know, medicine. But that being said, I think the keto diet is meant to be done like a faster cleanse. I don't think it's necessarily meant to be done for a lifetime for everybody. But I think our ancient ancestors probably went in and out of ketosis. They weren't always eating loads of carbs and bread and chips and pasta and all the things we do today. But that's sort of my, my view and take on, on keto. But keto, you know, for people, I think for most people, doing it between 30 and 90 days is ideal. And then just moving to a diet where you're just consuming less carbs than you probably normally did is probably the most healthy thing. But it can be a breakthrough diet for people who want to lose weight quickly, for people who are looking to fight things like Alzheimer's and support their brain, somebody who's looking to balance insulin or reverse diabetes. You know, so for a group of people, this diet is uh, it's just really powerful. No, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad that you've outlined that because I know there's been a lot of misconceptions. And in terms of mental health, what's been a concern that I've had because, you know, some people really take this to the extreme and they keep their carbs like under 20 or down to even 15 carbs and they're doing exercise. And there's, um, mm-hmm. you know, it becomes almost, it can become a problem because as you and I both know, that can affect your gut microbiome. You can drop your serotonin levels and because initially you feel tremendous energy, but it can for it can swing in the other direction. Can you speak to that at all? Uh, say it one more time. So in other words, what concerns me is people are dropping their carbs to such a low level yeah. for long periods of time. It does affect the serotonin and the gut microbiome and then mental health. Right, exactly. So again, my solution there, and even I cover this in my book, is this diet's created for 30 to 90 days, not beyond that. And during Mm -hmm. that time period, the way that you do it the right way is you consume a lot of what's called prebiotic fiber. And Mm -hmm. here's the problem. So probiotics, and as you're saying, the microbiome and serotonin, like it needs these good bacteria. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, when they do the keto diet, because they're eating a lot of meat and fat, which has no fiber and and literally, you know, these microbes can't feed off of, so they just die both good and bad. Yeah, microbiome kind of weakens during that time because they're just eating meat and fat. If somebody is doing the keto diet and consuming 
half their diet is vegetables, which is loaded with fiber and certain seeds and nuts and, and other things. So when I have people do the keto diet, it's loads of vegetables. It's some, mm. ba- it's some berries. It's herbs and spices, which can be used as prebiotics. And then it's taking a probiotic supplement and eating probiotic-rich foods like sauerkraut. And by doing that, people are only going to then build up the good bacteria to lose the bad. So that's really the idea there. But if people follow it the way I outline in my book, Keto Diet, it's really not going to be a problem. But just even here, just know if you're doing keto, the only way you should do it is if you are going very, very high in vegetables and foods that are high in prebiotic fiber, which will actually help probiotics grow. Mm, that's so good because some people that do it incorrectly, if you've got any kind of IBD, so irritable bowel syndrome or any kind of inflammatory bowel disease where your gut microbiome is already compromised and already you've got that gut brain axis issue, this kind of diet can make that even worse from what you've just explained. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Again, if keto is done the wrong way, it will cause gut issues. It will cause inflammation. So think about this. There are people out there doing keto And they're going to fast food restaurants, getting the burger meat, which is loaded with omega-6 fats, no omega-3s, and processed oils causing major inflammation. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, if somebody does the keto the wrong way, it's actually going to be really destructive and damaging. And now, listen, somebody might lose weight on that diet, Mm. but they're not getting healthier. You know, it's, it's actually causing rampant inflammation throughout their system. Absolutely. And that low-grade inflammation leads to lifestyle issues and feeds back into the mind. And you've got the whole mind-body issue, and it can lead to emotional issues and mental health issues. Are you finding in your consulting or just feedbacks, I know you don't work that much directly with people, but are you finding that that is the case, that people's mental health initially starts off very good, they get very energized, and then afterwards you can have issues with potentially people getting a little bit anxious or depressed if they're on it too long? Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and, and I think that's the thing to remember too, is, is that you're not doing the diet to just do a diet. I mean, the idea is you want to start bouncing insulin. Here's, here, here's something mm, to remember. That's good. Here's something to remember too. Different organs have to deal with different macronutrients. So for instance, mm. your liver and gallbladder deal with fat. Your pancreas and stomach primarily deal with carbohydrates And protein is typically dealt with mostly by your liver and maybe your kidneys, stomach to a degree as well. So again, different areas are having to deal with different things. So, Mm -hmm. but but in America today, by far the most overconsumed macronutrient is carbohydrates. I mean, Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, 60 plus percent of their diet is carbs. So what that means is their pancreas is being exhausted. It's overwhelmed. Mm. It's, it's the most exhausted organ. So when somebody goes on a keto diet, especially for those first two weeks, the pancreas is like, wow, it's happened to do no work. So now it's regenerating, it's healing, and people will see these great results. What can happen, though, then is that you know once that pancreas is feeling better, your body starts to get to the point to where, okay, now the probiotics have died off. You know, and so then the serotonin mm. drops and there's other issues. So anyways, as you're explaining it, yeah, if somebody does keto the wrong way again, it won't help mental disorders. It will make them worse. Wow, that's brilliant. I love how you explained that. So good. Okay, Josh, I know that you're into ancient medicine and yeah. the organs. I know. You, can you speak because you kind of started that? Can you just continue that discussion a little? Yeah. So, you know, my biggest area of passion is really studying ancient forms of medicine, starting with the Bible. You know, what is the Bible? What did ancient people from the Middle East that were doctors like Maimonides, like what did they teach in terms of 
how we're supposed to stay healthy. And so number one, you know, things like prayer. You know, we know that there's a, a verse in scripture that says when you're sick, go to the elders of the church, have them pray for you for healing and have them anoint your head with holy anointing oil, which is a blend of essential oils. And so we know the Bible talks about cleanliness. It talks about certain foods to eat. It talks about all these things in order for us to stay well. In addition to that, the other area I love to study is Chinese medicine. Chinese medicine is probably done the best in terms of looking at individual case studies and really looking at how the body functions as a whole. So really, I really look at those two worlds and I say, okay, how do we stay healthy? And one of the areas is not just diet. It really has a lot to do with our emotions. And so I want to share this. This is a revelation from both biblical medicine, also combined with Chinese medicine and what we know, different emotions cause disease in specific organs. A lot of people, Dr. Caroline, think, oh, well, my mom had cancer, so that means I have a greater risk, or my dad had heart disease. You know, to a degree, that's very mildly true. What's much more true is when you have a certain emotion Maybe it's an emotion that you saw your parents have or a memory when they came into conflict, and then you are reflecting that memory, and you're reacting in the same way. So again, it's typically not this genetic in terms of that. It's really in terms of different emotions cause different organ systems to build disease. Here's an example. If a child gets really scared at night in bed, and let's say they have a nightmare, that child can wet the bed. Why is that? That's not genetic. That's because when a child gets really scared, it causes or has the emotion of fear. The emotion of fear causes dysfunction of the bladder as well as the kidneys and adrenal glands. So think about this. We hear this fight or flight response. If you have a lot of fear, if a bear's chasing you, you can fight or fly, but your body gets in this high state where your body produces stress hormones and cortisol. So we know fear actually causes very specific things to happen with your organ systems. Now, I've worked with patients in the past, Dr. Caroline, where women struggled with infertility. And hey, we worked on their diet and it got somewhat better, but it didn't completely heal. We worked on their emotions and overcoming fear, and all of a sudden they were able to get pregnant. People have fear of disappointing their parents, fear of disappointing loved ones, fear of failure. So these emotions cause disease. So fear causes dysfunction of your reproductive organs and adrenal glands and bladder, the emotion of worry. You know, think about this, if somebody worries a lot, they can get an upset stomach. Think about a student studying for a test or a mom worrying for their child, you can get an upset stomach. So the emotion of worry causes dysfunction of your stomach, your pancreas, and your spleen. The emotion of anger or frustration or impatience actually causes disease of the liver and gallbladder. Why do we call somebody an angry drunk today? It's because when you drink a lot of alcohol, especially hard alcohol, it causes disease to build up in the liver, which causes someone to have anger. But a similar thing happens. Somebody has a lot of anger, it actually causes liver disease. And the next two would be, one would be anxiety. It's like a nervousness. That really causes issues of the heart and part of the central nervous system. But that's really an anxiety. It's high blood pressure, those types of issues. Anxiety affects the heart and the circulatory system. And then we also know that the emotion of grief or looking back at having a sense of loss or depression causes disease of your immune system. It's your lungs. It's your colon. I shared with you when I interviewed you for my mm -hmm. podcast, I had a patient and she developed autoimmune disease because she was still grieving. Her daughter was her best friend, moved off to college, and then her and her daughter didn't have as good of a relationship. 
And she literally felt like she had lost her daughter and her best friend. She was still grieving years later, and that caused autoimmune disease in her body. And so anyways, all that being said, what I really have done a lot now is I and I don't I'm not in full time practice anymore. Uh, really, now I just write books and teach a lot of these things at seminars. But that being said, I mean, this is, again, why I love what you do so much is I found in practice. And again, this is me, somebody who has degrees and studied nutrition my entire life. But I will say this, your mental and emotional and spiritual state of health is even more important in beating disease than what you eat. Now, I think eating is important. And maybe that's anywhere from, you know, 50% to maybe it's 1%. I don't know. It's somewhere in there. Let me throw out 20%. But a bigger portion of somebody healing and being healthy is actually their emotional state. Well, Josh, you and I are now speaking the same language. I mean, this is what I've spent my whole 30 years researching and doing clinical trials and practicing clinically this whole mind-brain link. And what you've basically said is the epigenetic factor, the whole 95, you're looking for that statistic, 95% of basically diseases of lifestyle diseases like your cardiovascular, your autoimmune, your metabolic syndrome, your cancers. These are coming from our thought life, how are we handling our thinking and our feeling and our choosing. And that's just what you described exactly. And the way you think passes through your brain and your body and your brain and your body respond in exactly the ways that you have been describing. So, I mean, this is totally, we have to deal with the mind. The mind is 99%, which is what you say. You're essentially telling the listeners, you're a nutritional doctor, you are telling people how to look after their physical body, but the mind plays a bigger role and the two together are the 100%. So that's amazing. This episode is sponsored by Comrade Socks, the number one compression socks on the market and my personal favorite. Comrade Socks works great for preventing swelling, for more comfortable travel, which is so important for me since I travel so much. Wearing compression socks during any length of flight help keeps your blood circulating. Not only will this help you combat jet lag and fatigue, but studies show that this reduces serious health risks such as blood clots. Comrade socks are also great for helping speed up muscle recovery after workouts and so much more. I love wearing my socks while traveling, walking with my children, while sitting at my desk doing research and podcasting whenever I can. And right now, my listeners can get 20% off with the code Dr. Leaf at checkout. Just go to www.comradesocks.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link will also be in the show notes. As a mental health expert and neuroscientist, I am always researching new ways to improve mental and brain health. I recently came across Fields, a company that produces premium CBD products. I love how much scientific research Fields puts into the development of their products. I have been using Fields and really feel a difference. I feel calmer and I have noticed my sleep improve. Fields works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, hangover or addiction. Fields has me feeling my best every day and it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash drleaf and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash drleaf to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. 
feels.com slash drleaf. So on that note, tell me about essential oils to improve mood and cognitive function to help this process, to help us with our mind. <laughs> yeah, so I, I love essential oils. You know, they're referenced more than, or essentially essential oils are the things they stem from. Their scents are referenced more than 300 times in the Bible. Frankincense is the most referenced essential oil single-handedly. Myrrh the most, if you look at it being combined in a holy anointing oil. And there are so many stories of essential oils that I think a lot of people may not even realize that are such a core part of the Bible. Looking at the story of the three wise men bringing the infant Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And frankincense and myrrh in those days were used as medicine. Frankincense was used as a uh, natural anti-inflammatory agent. It was used to fight disease. Myrrh was used to balance hormones, fight infection. In fact, Mary might have used myrrh on herself, possibly. And so we know that these essential oils are very concentrated compounds of the plant. And we know they're really connected to our olfactory system, which is connected to our memory and our brain. What's also unique about certain essential oils is that they were used, even today, frankincense is diffused during certain church ceremonies, like certain Orthodox churches, different areas. And so frankincense ends in incense. It's something that they burned in a a nice fragrance. What's interesting too, just a few other stories here. We know that Mary broke a bottle of nard, spike nard, and actually washed Jesus with her hair. Spike nard would have been most similar to lavender essential oil that we use today. But again, when I wrote a book years ago, this is just a little ebook I gave away, Dr. Caroline. It was called The King's mm-hmm. Medicine Cabinet. And it was all about if we would have gone back to King David and King Solomon or Queen Esther, and we would have opened up their medicine cabinet, you wouldn't have found pharmaceuticals. You wouldn't have found these little orange bottles with white caps. You would have found mm-hmm. herbs and essential oils as their natural mm. medicine. In fact, Queen Esther, it says before she got married, she went to between six and 12 months of natural beauty treatments using five different floral essential oils and myrrh oil to prepare her for her wedding day. And so we know essential oils are used as personal care products as they were by Esther. We know Mm -hmm. that they were used during religious ceremonies. In fact, one of the reasons why frankincense might work is it's been shown to reduce brain inflammation. Now think about this. If somebody has inflammation of the brain, it may actually, you know, if anybody's ever been, I know all of us have been sick or have brain fog. It's almost hard to pray. It's almost hard to have a conversation with people or even with God. So frankincense was believed to be diffused. And today we know it reduces brain inflammation. So it actually may allow us to have clear thinking in time of prayer and connecting with God. And so anyways, all that being said, I love essential oils. A few of my favorites, again, frankincense is my go-to. I diffuse that when I'm praying in the morning. I will use myrrh oil. If I have a cold or flu, I rub a little bit on the roof of my mouth. It actually is bitter and helps you get rid of a cold or flu. I love using lemon oil daily to help drain your lymphatic system. It's good for your liver. Peppermint oil is great to smell and diffuse for energy. And lavender oil is known as the relaxation oil. And so it's very good for reducing stress, relaxation. But again, and and there's lots of medical studies. You look at the number of medical studies on lavender essential Mm. oil by itself. It's been shown to lower blood pressure. It's been shown to help with post-traumatic stress disorder. It's been shown to help with sleep, improving insomnia. So there are lots and lots of benefits of essential oils. 
Just amazing. That's so exciting because what we're seeing is so much natural stuff that we have around us that can help us physically to get our mind working because our mind's got to work through our brain and our body. So this is just essential oils and, and eating healthy. These are all going to just get our body into a state where it's so much more receptive and so much more able to help that feeds back into our mind and we set up a healthy feedback loop. Josh, tell us about leaky gut syndrome. This is a question we get a lot about. Um, yeah. yeah, so in this... See, leaky gut syndrome, and this is where, again, nutrition can be so important because I think it's partly mental, but also this also has a lot to do with what we're eating and how we're taking care of ourselves. Leaky gut syndrome works like this, is you have a barrier in between your gut and your bloodstream. It acts like kind of a fishing net, okay? It has really small holes in it, and it's designed, this gut lining is designed to allow certain things to pass through to get in your bloodstream. It should allow things like vitamins minerals, broken down nutrients should be able to get into your bloodstream. What shouldn't be able to get into your bloodstream are toxins, certain types of bacteria, undigested proteins like gluten and casein. But what happens over time is a lot of us get this gut inflammation or we lose probiotics. And so good probiotics protect our gut, bad can start to eat a hole in our gut. So imagine you have a fishing net and it starts to get tears in it or essentially burns in it. And those holes get bigger, so then certain things that should never get in our bloodstream now get in there. Then your body says, whoa, this shouldn't be in here. It actually identifies it as a foreign invader, and it says, okay, we got to get rid of this. So your body attacks it with inflammation. Now, it's one thing for that to happen one time, but when those barriers are now open in your gut lining, now gluten and casein and these heavy metals, these things continually get into our bloodstream, so your body continues to attack it with inflammation. Now, what that can do, though, is sometimes your body can only handle so much. These proteins will then circulate and then cause brain inflammation. They start to affect the brain. They start to affect the mood. Now, Dr. Caroline, when I first moved to Nashville and really my, my entire time in practice, I took care of a huge number of children who had autistic spectrum disorders. And mm -hmm. I started putting them on a diet that was gut friendly. I removed the dairy. I removed the gluten and wheat products. I had them consume a lot of bone broth and foods that were easy to digest. It was amazing, the results. I remember one of my first patients, his mom came up. Her name was Joy, and her son's name was Ben. And Ben was six years old. And she said, Ben has literally only spoken three words. He's speaking 40 words now after two weeks. And so wow. it's just amazing. And what happens is, one of the things that happens in autistic spectrum disorders is there's constant brain inflammation. And so literally then the brain can never really fully develop. So areas of the brain don't develop fully because of this constant bombardment of inflammation. When you can heal up and seal up that gut lining, mm -hmm. now all of a sudden the brain can develop, it can heal. And the same thing goes for people struggling with different mood disorders. When your brain is under a constant bombardment of inflammation, it's going to cause mood issues. And so the way that I have people heal that is, again, removing foods that cause inflammation and processed foods. I have them consume a diet that's very easy to digest because here's a principle. This is a biblical principle of why people fasted. People fasted because their body then was able to regenerate and heal because their body wasn't doing work. When you're eating food, your gut's working. Well, mm. when it can rest, now it can heal. And so fasting really allows your body to, there's a famous quote by Hippocrates. People have all heard this quote. They haven't heard the full quote though. He says, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food. But then he goes on to say, 
but to eat when one's sick is to feed disease or feed the illness. Mm. Mm. So anyways, all that being said, the easiest foods to digest when you're sick is soup. It's mm. chicken broth. Like when I was sick as a kid, I don't know if this was you. My mm -hmm. mom always gave always. me chicken noodle soup. And then she gave me ginger ale, which is like the problem was is the chicken soup my mom gave me had like white flour noodles and MS, you know, yeah, and, and <laughs> all the, the wrong stuff. And mm -hmm. the ginger ale had all this sugar in it. But she mm -hmm. got that because the ancient Chinese remedy or the ancient biblical remedy, this is why they call it Jewish penicillin. When you're mm -hmm. sick, it was chicken broth and ginger herbal tea. That's what you mm -hmm. consume to get well. And the reason is, is your gut lining is actually made up of collagen. And so if you're not consuming collagen in your diet or bone broth, your body doesn't have the building blocks it needs to fully heal itself. So that's why chicken broth and ginger, ginger reduces inflammation and boosts your immune system. So they're kind of like the two perfect foods. But again, I know I've said a lot about this, but basically, if somebody wants to heal leaky gut, you want to consume a lot of cooked vegetables, not raw, never raw cooked vegetables, bone broth, wild organic meat, some easy to digest fruits like pears and blueberries, do some herbs, but just a lot of soups and things like that. That's really what it takes to heal, heal leaky gut. That's fantastic because people don't realize, and we spoke about this earlier on, the link between the gut microbiome and mental health. It's just, it's massive. And so that's what you've said now that leaky gut syndrome has got such a direct link because you said the brain inflammation and the whole body goes into low-grade inflammation. And as you say, when your brain... You can't process. The blood flow doesn't go through the front of your brain properly. You can't think properly. Right. And that leads to all kinds of learning and emotional issues. So that's really fantastic advice. And what I just want to stress with everyone is that we're talking about how to look after our brain and our body physically, but we must never forget that's the 1% of us. 99% is the mind. So we always have to address the mind along with the body, that's the right. two together. Okay, so can you tell us how you manage your mental health? And I know you've already said a few things. But I know that your diet's fantastic and I know your essential oil routine, but give us that. How do you manage your mental health? Yeah, so, and again, to me, it is so, so important. And I really understand that it's, you know, it's one of the things I take care of every day. So let me share how. The first thing I do every morning when I wake up is I praise God. So I spend, uh, I do what I call my spiritual triathlon. But I spend anywhere from five plus minutes on each discipline. So I spend five minutes praising God and saying what I'm grateful for. I spend five minutes reading my Bible, and then I spend five minutes in prayer. So it's praise, it's reading of my Bible, and it's prayer. And I do that every single day. And I'll tell you what, if I miss a day on occasion, I can tell. I'm not as joyful I'm not thinking as much about how to, you know, what my purpose is, which is loving God and loving others and bringing heaven to earth. And so again, for me, I literally start every single day that same way. And then after that, I typically, sometimes I'll go for a quick walk. I'll have a eat a light breakfast. It's always a, a collagen smoothie. I do a cup of coconut or almond milk. I do a scoop of collagen or bone broth protein, and I do blueberries or some sort of berry and that's what I do. That's my more in my smoothie every morning. Sometimes I throw a handful of spinach in, something like that. But again, like for me, every single day. And then, you know, the other thing is I'm big into community. Like I have some really good mm. friends. And so having deep conversations, I lead a discipleship group. I help lead a discipleship groups at our church. And so I spend time just, you know, mentoring a lot of especially young men and helping them both in their spiritual walk, also in their business and careers and growing as leaders. And then Chelsea and I, you know, we once a week have our date night. We do trips together. And so I'm really also a big believer in like how you take care of your family 
is really how you treat others. And so for me, like Chelsea, she's my queen. And so I just spend time helping her fulfill her hopes and dreams and finding her desires and just looking at serving her. And so, and listen, I'm not perfect at that. She would say, sometimes I'm great Mm -hmm. at it. And sometimes I'm not the best. All that being said, I think, again, for me, the way I take care of my mental health is, again, through those things I shared. That's fantastic. Wonderful. Okay. How can people find out more about you and your work? Sure. So yeah, I would say number one, you can visit my website, drax.com. That's D-R-A-X-E.com. I've got articles. And so if you, if somebody's, hey, struggling with leaky gut, then hey, search Dr. Axe leaky gut. Just search it on Google and you'll find my article. And I've written in depth about that. I've also written some books on this. I wrote a book called Eat Dirt which goes through how to heal leaky gut in your brain from a dietary standpoint. I also wrote a a book that's being released here any week, and this is going to be really good for leaky gut, for inflammation, and for uh, balancing hormones. It's called The Collagen Diet. That's a new book that's being released just in a few weeks that people can check out. Thank you. Check out as well. And then Instagram. Uh, You can just search at Dr. Josh Axe on Instagram. And I'm on there as well. And then just in closing, I just want to say, uh, Dr. Caroline, again, like, I love what you do. This is something that so many people need to know in terms of in Greek and a lot of the way our society is set up today. It's sort of all about it is talked about so much about being diet as our health. It's sort of this like only the physical. But, you know, we know and we're seeing more research, which I'm really happy for, because people like you are putting it out Mm -hmm. there. But our mental, emotional and our spiritual health is so key to our physical health. So if a person here is listening and they have a physical ailment, they want to change the diet like I'm teaching, but at the same time, they've got to take care of their emotional and mental state because that as much or more than anything will lead to physical health as well. That's wonderful. Well, I was actually going to ask you to give some tips to help people and you've basically said that. So just, Josh, in a sentence, just summarize for me from your area of expertise, give us a sentence that kind of summarizes everything that you've been saying. Kind of, you've just said it, but just say it again. People need to hear what you said. It's so good. Yeah, sure. So I would say, again, just to rehash what I talked about, and I hope this is what you're asking for. If not, I can re-answer it. But again, you got to take care of your mental health and your physical health. And they flow as one together. But again, number one, start applying the things Dr. Caroline taught. Read her books. I know that I I actually sent your book to someone here just last week. Uh, Thank you. Two of your books. It was your... uh, Think and eat yourself smart and then switch on your brain. Those are the two books that I've read and I've recommended. But again, I think people need to start there. And then after that, just, hey, listen, the diet thing doesn't need to be very difficult. I'll just sum it up for you. Eat a smoothie for breakfast. It has collagen, almond milk, and berries. And then for your next two meals for dinner and lunch, eat lots of vegetables, fruits, and organic meat. And, you know, maybe some whole grains and healthy fats like avocado. And hey, there you go. You know, so I think if people are able to do that, it's, uh, you know, it's going to go a long way, uh, a long way for their health. That's absolutely brilliant. And I want to thank you for your great work and your incredible resources that are so helpful. And you've made something that's very complex, very simple. And I want to thank you for that and for all the great work you do. And I'm excited to see what you do in the future. And I'm excited to reconnect with you. It's wonderful. So thank you for taking this time to share with my listeners. You've been really wonderful. Yeah, well, again, it was totally my honor to be on, Dr. Caroline. Again, I appreciate you so much. And thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. 
and follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.